real quick before we dive into this episode of the podcast. Be sure to grab your free PDF copies of my latest books at frugal.show forward slash free. Now on to the show. If you haven't already, be sure to grab your free copy of my first two books, Frugalpreneur and Authorpreneur, by going to thesarahstjohn.com forward slash free. That's T-H-E-S-A-R-A-H-S-T-J-O-H-N dot com forward slash free. Now on to the show. Welcome to the Frugalpreneur Podcast. I am your host, Sarah St. John, and our guest today is the CEO and founder of Author Marketing Experts. She's an adjunct professor at NYU, a best-selling author, an internationally recognized book marketing and media relations expert, and her company is one of the leaders in the publishing industry and has developed some of the most cutting-edge book marketing campaigns. Please welcome to the show, Penny Sansevieri. For the listeners, we had to record that a couple of times because I kept messing up. It's not, the name. you know what? It's not the an easy name. name. I mean, let's face it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I kept pronouncing it because it looks like it would be Sansa v- Vieri or something like yeah. that. So I kept, anyway. I know it's an intimidating <laughs> well, name. Trust me. I, I know. <laughs> I know it. How often does someone actually get it right on the first try? Not very often actually. So no, so you're in very good company. No, not very often. It's a tricky name. I mean, it's, you know, it's one of those things where it looks harder than it actually is. Cause when you hear it pronounced, you're like, Oh, that sounds really easy, but it just, it looks kind of intimidating. So. Yeah. Well, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? I read that you grew up in Belgium and, but now you're in San Diego and you commute from San Diego to NYC. I do. I don't commute as much as I used to because publishing has become is somewhat more decentralized than it was 20 years ago when I was first when I was first in business. But it yeah, I San Diego, I grew up in Belgium. I was there for I grew up, I was there for 10 years. Um, and my mom still lives there. But I loved it. I loved going to school there and everything about it. I'm so appreciative that I had that experience, but home is definitely San Diego. Sometimes home is an airplane, <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah. And I do teach for NYU. Usually we'll, you know, we'll set, they'll, they'll do remote teaching because they know that I'm on the opposite coast and that tends to be a little bit easier. Okay, cool. And so what do you teach over there? Um, publishing and book marketing. It's usually, it's always a six week course and it's in the um, fall or the spring. And can you tell us how you got started in publishing and writing and and how long ago that was? Well, uh, it was 20 years ago, which I tell people that I've been in business longer than Amazon, which makes me sound super old. But I was, so I started the business 20 years ago and quite literally a year after I, you know, got it off the ground and things were starting to happen, 9-11 hit, right? So Everybody was, you know, the world came to a screeching halt, understandably. And from that, we debated going back, you know, to getting a job because, of course, business dried up, et cetera. But I just kept going. And here we are. <laughs> <laughs> 
So then I guess you got started before self-publishing was really a thing, or am I wrong there? No, you're not wrong. Self-publishing wasn't really a thing until the last, I would say, five years. So, I mean, an accept, let's put it this way, an acceptable thing, right? So when I was first in business, there was vanity, what was called vanity press. And vanity press was essentially you pay a company $2,000, $3,000, whatever, and they print up copies of your book and they ship them to you and then they wish you luck. And the thing that changed publishing was a technology really, and it was called print on demand. And that then allowed these companies like, you know, Ingram Spark and the universe, et cetera, to pop up, to crop up and print books only as they were needed, which meant that you weren't, you know, the neighbor on the block who, couldn't park in their garage because all of their, you know, because all their books are being stored there. So that changed the dynamic of publishing. And that literally happened just as I was getting in business. And one of the things that I just, that I realized was there was going to be a need for publicity and marketing firms that were really catering to the author right out of the gate, who literally had no other support. Because at that time, I mean, 20 years ago, you were looked on as the little, you know, whatever stepchild or whatever that old saying is. It wasn't quite invited to the to, to the table, right? You were considered, it was considered the last thing you'd ever want to do. And why would you self-publish a book, et cetera? But now we've seen many big success stories come out of self-publishing. But that's taken quite a bit of time. And as publishing has become more challenging in that, Publishers really don't, they're, they're risk adverse, so they're not really willing to take risks on unknown authors. It's become necessary for authors to kind of look for alternative routes, which one of those is self-publishing. So then when you first started, I guess your books were traditionally published then? No, my, I, I self-published my books way back. So there was a company, so before iUniverse came along, there was a little company called Fat Brain. And it was hmm. out of Campbell, California, and they later morphed into, I, they grew into iUniverse, and then iUniverse was purchased, et cetera. But I published with them, and it was, it was kind of an archaic process because even the publishing company was trying to figure out what to, how to do this, what to, you know, what, how to make this work, how to, you know, and, and everybody was getting used to the technology, but I was never traditionally, traditionally published. It was really, it's really hard for, for me in particular because I write books that get outdated fairly quickly, right? So the publishing timeline for most authors is 18 months. So from the time that you get picked up by a traditional publisher, between then and the time that it gets published is 18 months. Sometimes they can do what they call a drop-in title. So a book will get published quicker, but that's only if there is some kind of pop culture or newsy reason, right? So whatever, you know, if there's some kind of, a lot, we've seen a lot of political books this year that have had, that have been essentially drop-in titles because the publishers have felt that they were super timely and waiting 18 months with the way that the news cycle is wouldn't have been prudent for them. So for most of the authors out there, 
it's an 18 month window. So that that's always too long for me because by the time the 18th month rolls around, I've probably done two updates to that particular book. So, you know, I write books on social media marketing and I write books on Amazon marketing, et cetera. And especially in particular on Amazon, things are changing all the time. So it's important to me to have a book out there that is up to date for many authors. Mm -hmm. The 18 month window doesn't matter if you've written general fiction or genre fiction or a cookbook even, right? You could wait that long and be thrilled to do so, but it just didn't, it's not something that really works for, you know, the topics that I write in. Right. Yeah. That's one reason I like self-publishing is that with traditional, like you said, you usually have to wait, Yeah. you know, one to three years or whatever. Well, first of all, to even get a traditional publishing deal is hard enough, but even once you do, it takes so long Whereas self-publishing and you know that like you said that might be okay for fiction or whatever something that doesn't need to change but if it's something about like you said social media or even the stuff that my books are about if the things change so quickly that it wouldn't make sense like by the time it got published that would be old information <laughs> right and you know you've got to figure too there are 4500 books published approximately 4500 books published every day in this country so, and that number is largely inaccurate. It's maybe even higher because Amazon doesn't release. Amazon has its own internal, what they refer to as ASIN numbers, and they don't release how many of those they they use every day. They're very cone of silence about just about everything, as we all know. But so we can only guesstimate at how many books are published. We go by ISBN numbers issued from Bowker and then kind of add 20% to that. But there's a lot of competition out there for a really good book. So maybe you just wanted to publish your memoirs and you really just want to give it to your family. Those are two very different scenarios, right? The person who really wants to build some momentum for their book needs to, you can, you really can only bring your A game to this market, which part of that is having a book that's current. Yeah, and I think other advantages of self-publishing is that, in addition to being able to get it out sooner, is that you have full control over, like, the cover, the content, you can update it whenever. And as I understand it, with traditional publishing, they don't even really market it for you a whole lot, so you have to do that regardless. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you don't get a lot of, you don't get a lot of marketing support from publishers, and it's not because they don't like your book because obviously they're publishing it. It's just that, you know, a lot of these publishers, they're putting out 75 titles a season and they may have one or two people in their marketing department. And I can tell you as a marketing professional and a book publicist that I could not handle 75 titles a season. Like that would just make me, something would have to crack somebody. So, you know, more than half of those titles would not get my attention because it's just too much to ask. So they'll do, you know, a lot of times traditional publishers will do a specific set of things, like maybe they'll run some ads or something because they can kind of batch those with other similar books in your genre. But otherwise, the marketing is really up to you. So if, you know, when you look at it this way, when you say, well, I really want a traditional publisher because I want them to market the book. And then somebody like me comes along and says, well, they're not really going to market your book. Then you think, well, why am I waiting 18 months to get published? And so that's when you have to really decide if it's worth the wait for you. 
you know, a lot of people are using a book as a business card, basically. Now, when someone asks for a business card, they'll just give them their book instead. And so because of that, with self-publishing, it's helpful that you can put like a call to action on the front or the back, like get my free this, that or the other. Whereas I, I would assume that in traditional publishing, you don't really have that control. And even with Amazon, even if someone doesn't buy your book and they do the look inside, you know, maybe someone might still sign up for your email list because it's in the front. And so I think more people are using it as a business card now, basically. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, to be candid with you, that's my books are my business card. So in fact, I have a book out called The New Business Card, which talks about the why and how of if you are a business owner, how do you go from, I really should have a book to completed book. And uh, there is, there's great value in that, right? Because we know, uh, and I know from having done bulk sales to companies um, using books that a book is not, you know, if somebody gives you a book at an event, it's different than having somebody give you a visor right? Or a paperweight or something like that. You know, all of those may seem like really cool things to get, but are you really going to keep them? In general, probably no, but you'll probably keep the book. So I like books because they have, it's harder to throw away a book. Like, I don't know really mm -hmm. anybody that, you know, you may, may, you might donate them before you throw them away. I don't know anybody that actually does that, but you'll keep mm -hmm. it. And so we've had authors who will you know, maybe even have self-published and maybe even create custom versions of the book cover or, you know, have some kind of a logo on it or something specific to the event. So if they're keynoting or something like that, or maybe put a letter in the front of the book just for that event. Thank you so much for attending my keynote. I hope you enjoyed this book, et cetera. So there's a lot that you can do with the flexibility of independently publishing. As you pointed out, you have much more control. Oh, that's interesting. I hadn't really thought about someone customizing it to an event huh yeah. yeah that that is a good idea and yeah that that would be easy enough to do with a self-published book <laughs> right because then you can just go back in and change it exactly so how many books do you have how many have you published um 18 yeah i know of your truckload series of like sell more books by the truckload and how to get a truckload of reviews and whatnot. Can you maybe go into some of that? Like how to, when you self-publish a book, how to be seen and found and how to get reviews and whatnot. And of course, I know there's Amazon ads and that's probably the best way to advertise at least. But um, just wondering if you had any input there. Well, I mean, so if you're listening to this podcast and you say, okay, I have a book and it's being born tomorrow or next month or whatever, or my book has been out for a while, what can I do? And it's really easy to kind of slip into the, let me just run a bunch of ads for this book and see what happens. And I'm not, I'm not, not a fan of ads, but I'm a fan of doing things strategically. So doing, you know, media pitching for the sake of media pitching is probably a waste of your time unless you really are strategic about where you're going after. Because remember that whether you are doing it yourself or you're hiring a company, there is an investment, whether it's an investment of your time or there is an investment of money if you're hiring a firm to help you do it. 
So if you have, I think the first piece of it is try to kind of get the word out about the book, right? And you can start with your own mailing list. Certainly you can start by, you know, if you have a mailing list to get out to. It's a little trickier on social media, I think, because most people who are just starting out with their book, they don't have, they may not have concentrated fan bases necessarily. So they may get onto Facebook and say, well, I'm just going to run some Facebook ads. And what I find happens is that they get a high click rate, but they don't necessarily see the conversions on the back end. So they're not seeing their Amazon sales tick up. And part of the reason for that is the lack of strategy in the in the Facebook in the, the Facebook ads, right? So think about the things that are going to get your book in front of more readers. And that might be, you know, pushing to get more reviews. Maybe it's pitching Amazon reviewers, right? Maybe it's maybe you haven't been on Goodreads and you need to get on Goodreads to find some, you know, creative, so, you know, some creative ways to get in front of readers. I mean, really, the idea is, is that one st- strategy should build on another. So if you're on Amazon and you are pitching yourself to, you know, your local media or you want to do local events, etc., remember that. To, to go after national media, unless you have a big media background, so you've done media for years and you know, you know, blah, blah, et cetera, is really hard. It's a hard, it's a tough place to start. Now, some books that we work with have a natural national media presence and that's great. And they should, they should get pitched there. So I'm not saying that this is like, you know, down the line, don't pitch your book to media. Absolutely not. But I, but you need to be smart and selective about it. So if an author is pitching themselves locally to local media, that's a great way to build some grassroots interest, especially if you're in what's considered a top 30 media market, right? And you can search that on Google to find out which areas those are. Many of us are probably going to be in top 30 media markets. And what that means is, is that you have, there's a potential that you could get p- picked up nationally, right? So, be strategic about what you're doing. Another thing is that authors almost always overlook is their Amazon author page. So, you know, you get so busy throwing a book up on Amazon, right? And you you get it set for pre-order or whatever you do. And they oftentimes forget that that Amazon book page still has to convert people right? It has to convert the people that you're sending. So it goes without saying that you need a great cover and you need a cover that looks like it could be on a bookstore shelf. But you also should have a really great book description. And having a book description that is jammed together, like three paragraphs kind of mashed into one, is not going to get you the kind of conversion that you need on Amazon. So before you do anything else, and sending people to your Amazon book page, which is where most of us are going to be selling books, right? Make sure that your page is actually selling books, right? Make sure that you have spacing and bullets if you have a nonfiction topic and headers and lead your book description with a standout review, even if it's one of the reviews that are that's in, you know, the review section below for how to sell books by the truckload on Amazon, I actually added the table of contents to the, to the Amazon book page. So there's a lot that you can do 
And your company author marketing experts, I guess they, you help with that or what is the process there? What all do you assist with? Well, we do, we do traditional book publicity and marketing. And I say, I say that in two sentences because they're really two different things. So yes, we do the Amazon work. We do Amazon evaluations. We do the Amazon, you know, feedback. We run Amazon ads. We do optimization. We do keywords and categories, et cetera. But we also do the publicity. So we also do the media marketing and getting people on, you know, TV and radio and podcasts and blogs and national and local. So we do all of that. But what we do per book so somebody comes to me and they say, well, what do you do for book marketing? It really depends. It depends on a lot of things because there's a lot of, if you're creating the perfect recipe for book marketing success, there's a lot of different ingredients that you can put in there. And some of that depends on what you want the outcome to be, right? So if you want to do more speaking, your book marketing campaign may look a little bit different than somebody who wants to drive more business to their consulting firm, right? So everything really has to be, that's why I I always, I I use the word strategic almost ad nauseum, I realize, but it's really important to be, because you'll waste a lot of time and you'll waste a lot of money if you just throw a bunch of stuff out there. I call it the spray and pray theory, throwing a a bunch of stuff out there, hoping (laughs) that some of it sticks. Yeah. And you've worked with a guy, Kawasaki. Which so which book has have you worked with him on? Well, we worked with the one that he self published. We worked with his book Eight, which was author, publisher, um, entrepreneur, and he the book was specifically. And he's been traditionally published by a number of trade publishers, but he published that book specifically because he wanted to understand and offer information for people who were thinking of self publishing their their books. And he did, he was phenomenal to work with, such a lovely human. But his book was extremely well received because people said, well, Guy Kawasaki's a major best-selling author. Guy Kawasaki can independently publish that it's probably good enough for me. So it opened a lot of doors. It opened a lot of eyes, I think, for lots of people who were previously maybe poo-pooed it or weren't really sure that's the way they wanted to go. Have you worked with other recognizable names? Um, we have. I mean, we've worked with we've worked with the former Kennedy Secret Service, and we worked with the, which on a book called The Kennedy Detail, and we worked with the Goldman family of the O.J. Simpson. Right, we worked with their book, so we've worked with a number of very interesting best-selling. I mean, I think The Kennedy Detail was probably one of my all-time favorites. It was a, it was an extremely fun project, but we've worked with a number and also in, you know, genre fiction. So best-selling romance authors and things like that. So it's been a lot of fun. So I guess you don't, your company doesn't really focus on like the process of writing the book and this, that, and the other. It's more like after the book is done and the marketing of it and publicity, I guess. Well, no, we don't do, so I can refer people to editors and ghostwriters if they want to have a book written for them. And I can certainly coach people through the process just because part of what I teach for NYU is the process, right? It's taking people through, okay, so you've decided to independently publish, now where do you start? And that's kind of how that course was built. So the six-week course that I that I've taught there takes you through 
making a decision and deciding to independently publish and who are you going to go through and understanding different types of editors. So that kind of soup to nuts stuff I also do in coaching with authors, but we don't do, we're not a publisher. That's mm-hmm. not a hat that I want to wear because I just have, there are so many outstanding publishers out there that I would rather refer authors to. So how many authors have you worked with so far? Oh, I don't know. I mean, 20 years. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I would say thousands. Yeah. Hundreds? Oh, thousands. Yeah. Wow. I mean, because we have, you know, <laughs> the other thing is too, is that we've worked with authors in the short term and some that are long term. So some campaigns are longer. Some authors we work with just to, you know, do smaller campaigns. Maybe it's just an Amazon driven campaign or something like that. So yeah, we've had a lot of, a lot, a lot, a lot of authors. Yes. So it's kind of curated then to the individual author, like if they only want to do a month long promotion or, you know, publicity media, you know, tour type thing, or if they want to do a six month or whatever, I guess it's just kind of priced based on what they want. Yeah. And it's also, you know, sometimes authors come to us and they say, I, you know, I really want to know what you would recommend for this if you were in my shoes. And so, you know, I'll make a recommendation, but a lot of it is driven. A lot of it is budget driven. A lot of it is budget driven and goals driven. And also sometimes the timing of the book. So, so we've had some authors who come to us, you know, after the book has been out for six months or so, or maybe even a year. And we're a little bit more limited in what we can do if the book is older because it's harder to get uh, media interested in books that are that have aged, right? So some books get renewed interest, right? Like right now we're in the middle of, you know, of a pandemic. And so you see all these books about the flu and, you know, the flu pandemic, et cetera. And those have, have been published, whatever, 10 years ago, and all of a sudden they're bestsellers on Amazon again. So that's not to say that some books don't cycle back into the system, but for the most part, if the book is older, we're a little bit limited on what we can do. So I take that into consideration as well. But it's all very custom. I mean, it really has to be. There isn't, our job would be a lot easier if there was a one size fits all, but there really isn't. There is not a one size fits all for, for publishers and for, for authors and, and books. Yeah. And I guess if anyone wants to learn more, of course, and, and speak with you, they would just go to amarketingexpert.com. Yeah. Go to amarketingexpert.com. Okay you know, and certainly in chat with me too. Well, was there anything else that you wanted to go over? No, I appreciate the, I appreciate the interview. This has been really, really fun. And I hope it's been helpful to the folks listening about, you know, what they can, what they can do. And, and, and I just want to encourage people publish that book because you never know what could happen. And I, when I first, when I published my first book 20 years, 20 odd years ago, I said, this is the only book that I'm going to publish. And that's the, that's the <laughs> biggest lie that we, <laughs> that we as authors tell ourselves. So, but give yourself the, you know, give yourself the freedom to, to, to get out there and get, you know, get, get your book out there. Yeah. That's funny because uh, my first book was called Frugalpreneur and it launched basically with the podcast. And then, and I was like, okay, that's going to be my last book. But then I got so, I had learned so much about self-publishing during that process that I was like, okay, I'm just going to do another book called Authorpreneur. Yeah. And then after that one, I was like, okay, that's my last book. But now that I'm doing a lot more podcasting, 
I'm like, I think I'm going to start working on another book called Podcastpreneur. <laughs> so even, a, even after you think you're done, you know, it just, something else comes up and you're like, oh, I should write a book on that. <laughs> and that's the beauty of, and you know what, honestly, that's the beauty of publishing, right? That's, that's the beauty of the fact that we have this opportunity to, to put out all this really great work. And, and now more than ever, we have the, the availability to publish like never before. This is one of the best times to be an independently published author. So I encourage your listeners just to go for it. If they've been thinking about it, just go for it. Yeah. And what's nice about it as well, like you had mentioned earlier, is that you don't have to have a big inventory of books. It's print on demand. So it really, I mean, yeah, maybe you'll pay someone for the cover and the editing and things of that nature. But for the most part, it's a pretty affordable thing to do and you don't have to keep an inventory. <laughs> it's an, you know, it's an affordable venture. And I've had authors who say, you know, I just want to give this a shot and find that they have such a great experience that, you know, like you and I are saying, they have more books in them. And other authors say, you know, I just have one book in me and I just want to publish my memoirs for my family. So they have them and, you know, and that's it. But it's, it's, a, it's a very accessible process. And we're, we're very lucky to, to have so many tools at our disposal to do that. Well, I appreciate your time today. And if anyone's interested, they can go to amarketingexpert.com. And then I'll also have show notes at thesarahstjohn.com forward slash penny, P-E-N-N-Y. Thank you so much. If you enjoyed and found value from this episode, I'd greatly appreciate it if you rate, review, subscribe, and share at ratethispodcast.com forward slash frugalpreneur. Until next time. Are you a frugalpreneur looking to connect with like-minded individuals? Join our community on Slack, connect with fellow listeners, share your thoughts on episodes, engage in meaningful discussions, including money-saving tips and entrepreneurial insights, and help shape the future of the Frugalpreneur podcast. Plus, you can submit your questions in written or audio form to be featured on the show. Let's build a supportive space together. Join us now at frugal.show forward slash slack. See you on the inside.